This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I love to see this. We have some drama in the U.S. Open. Rory and Brooks are paired together for the first two rounds of the oh. U.S. Open. As we know, Rory McIlroy has been the the face of the PGA Tour throughout all this live drama. And Brooks Kepka has gone to the live tour, but has since made his resurgence of playing amazing golf at the majors. So I'm interested to see the the conversations between this two, these two. But I feel like Rory is like a different man now. Do you ever feel mm-hmm. like when somebody gets their heart broken or somebody stabs him in the back that they, I'm not going to say they're a colder person, but they're mm-hmm. more defensive. Like, I think oh, Rory yeah. is somebody, if you punch him, he's going to punch back now. It'll be interesting to see. I will say if you've been attacked or hurt in any situation, you naturally sort of put your defenses up. And Rory mm-hmm. has, especially when you've been double-crossed. And let's face it, Roy McElroy has been double-crossed. It's, it's even worse for him because it, it's bad for all PGA golfers because they were told one thing, obviously another happened. But for the PGA, for two full years, Roy didn't just answer questions. And particularly over the past year, he didn't just answer questions about his golf game. He had to answer questions about the future of the tour. And we would hear these stories or read these stories that there was sort of a de facto passing of the baton from Tiger to Roy isn't it amazing how quiet Tiger Woods has been throughout this entire thing, just focusing on his rehab, not saying a single word? It's Rory taking all of the arrows for the PGA Tour. So naturally, if I'm Roy McIlroy, I'd be pissed off. And yeah, you're right. I I wouldn't blame him. I would understand if he is defensive or a little more assertive in how he handles things because he's had to take it, take it, take it. And for what? For no reason. That's why I feel like Brooks Kepka is not going to be talking any smack to him because I think he knows that Rory has already taken a ton of criticism mm-hmm. and he's already gone through the ringer because of it. It's almost like somebody who's gone through a very public breakup. Doesn't that mm-hmm. feel like this? Like a celebrity who has gone through a very public breakup that everybody knows every single detail and they're yes. walking around. You're like, ooh, better not say the wrong thing <laughs> to him. It feels like a divorce. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right about that. And there's nothing worse, I would imagine. I'm certainly not on that level. I don't know what that is like when you are in the public eye and everyone knows all of these details and then boom, then you have to deal with, it's all well and fine when things are great and the spotlight's on you and you get to sort of soak and bask in that attention. But when it falls off, then you get even more attention, right? Because it's not nearly as interesting when things are going well. It's a lot more interesting and people love drama a lot more than they love. Oh, things seem to be going smoothly for you. It's, oh, what's going on here? What is he doing? What is she doing? What caused this breakup? Whether it's a PGA, whether it's a relationship and and the PGA and Rory, 
is a relationship. So anytime there's more drama, people are naturally just more fascinated with it. But he's also the victim of this. He is the Ariana oh, yeah. Maddox of this situation. Jenks, have you had to learn about the Vanderpump drama through Catherine? Oh, not yet. I'm holding off on this one, but before, uh, not last night, I think it was two nights ago, and I always ask her, and we try to, we'll just spend some time on the couch just for like an hour, hour and a half, whatever, and just kind of hang out and just spend time together because I have to go to bed early. And I always say, okay, well, what are you going to do tonight? What are you going to watch? And I did hear about the Vanderpump drama and the big debate in Catherine's head, which she's been debating with her friends about is is this generated or not? Whatever's going on, some sort of affair or something, I don't know what's happening, but is this made for TV because they've had, I guess, some sort of rating slump and now they're starting to get some momentum again. And so Catherine is convinced that it's all fake to get ratings. I'm like, yeah, it probably is. Reality TV is most of the time not real. A lot of it is staged for ratings. So that's what I know about Vanderpump 3 or whatever it is. <laughs> well, whatever the thing is... I think Rory needs to talk to Ariana Maddox because nobody has parlayed this into more success than Ariana. Like, mm -hmm. I said to myself, oh, this is interesting. Like, wow, shocking. A girl gets cheated on by her boyfriend. Like, it's not a new story. But now right. she's on the cover of magazines. She's on Good Morning America. And I'm like, oh, my God. This girl's making a career out of her boyfriend cheating on her. So if anybody <laughs> could teach Rory how to spin this in his favor, it should be Ariana from Vanderpump Rules. That is all you need to know <laughs> about the all going on in VPR. Uh, but turning our eyes back towards the U.S. Open, Brooks Kepka thinks that there's not going to be as much drama as maybe people think. He says there's no issue between players. I don't think there's really been too much animosity between players in general. I think that's that's been a lot more constructed from the media side than the player side. But uh, I haven't paid too much attention to it, honestly. I've been trying to prep for this week. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I come into a major championship. There's four weeks a year that I really, really care about, and this is one of them. I think he's on to something there that as much as I think Brooks kind of revels in drama – he likes winning mm -hmm. more. So I think he yeah. is more than willing to put this on the back burner because he is somebody who's back at the height of his career. And I think he is squarely focused on winning this U.S. Open. He said it. There's four weeks out of the year that I care about. Yeah. It's bananas that he said that out loud, but that's what we've seen from Brooks Kepka. He puts mm -hmm. it on when he's playing at a major. So do you think that this is going to be a storyline at all during the U.S. Open, or do you think this is completely media generated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think there will be plenty of stories about it. And now we're hearing Jay Monahan is going to take some time off where I read this on Twitter from a couple of sources this morning where he has some sort of health issue, which certainly I don't wish ill health on anyone, but it certainly seems pretty interesting as far as the timing is concerned. I think ultimately 
There will be questions about it naturally because there is public interest and the media is interested. And, and look, there's, it's fair. Anyone who says this is the media, this is the media. No, you spent two years telling us that this wasn't going to happen and then you made it happen and you didn't tell anyone. So it's absolutely worth asking about. However, I do think players, Rory Brooks, at the end of the day, if you're Brooks, there's no, if you're any other golfer, You've absolutely seen what this has done to Rory McIlroy's psyche. Golf is enough of a mental game as it is. You just want to focus on winning. And I think all of the players will say, why deal with this unnecessary drama and prolong it? Let's answer the questions. It will die out. The news cycle will turn over. And then let's focus on playing golf. Because ultimately, you're right. These guys just want to win titles and or majors, and it's not going to help if they're having to do two things at once, which is be a public face and keep this going and also try to win golf tournaments. Especially in the dynamic of golf tournaments, tournaments where fans are so close to you. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to mm -hmm. a golf tournament, but you get incredible access. You get to be feet away from your favorite golfers. So I think it brings a different dimension, but I do think that this is a major and the attention is going to be on the golf game itself. And usually when we're talking about majors from a betting perspective, it's not a terrible play to lean on the chalk because we know these courses are difficult. And at my house, you know, I am forced against my will to watch the golf channel at all times. I was taking a nap <laughs> and I literally heard the golf channel in the background talking about LA country club and how the fairways are pretty wide open, but if you hit it in the rough, it's going to be really difficult to get out of it. So is there a chalky name that you like here? Do you think favorites are the play? Do you think somebody can come out of nowhere and win this? Or are you trusting a more dependable name as your first instinct? Uh, my first instinct is to go with Patrick Cantlay, I believe. And I need to check the most recent odds at BetMGM. But the last time I checked, he was 16 to 1. And you just mentioned it. I know in every single major, it sounds very cliche to say, Hey, you got to you got to drive well. You got to stay straight off the tee. But in some courses on some courses, it's much more of a definitive factor than others. And if you look at the north course at the LA Country Club, man, you need to be straight off the tee because if you get into that wooded area, you're going to have some problems. Got to be able to scramble as well, more so than at other courses. So I like Cantlay. He's been extremely consistent this season, and I think there's a lot of value there at 16 to 1. So that would be my play. Yeah, I'll be on Victor Hovland. I think if he continues to putt well, he is one of the most dangerous golfers on tour because we know that the iron play is always there for Victor Hovland. And then the hometown guys, not necessarily hometown, but at least home state, Colin Morikawa, another excellent irons player, but it feels like we say that every single major. He's from California. And also Max Homa. We know the Cali boy plays extremely well. Uh, at California courses, so maybe he is worth a sprinkle as well. I want to play Brooks Kepka, but it feels to me mm -hmm. almost that the value has gone because a few tournaments ago we were saying, hey, you get great value on Brooks Kepka because he's been playing on the Live Tour, and it's hard to cross over. You don't even get official world golf rankings points when you're playing on the Live Tour, so you get him at a good price. Mm -hmm. So now that he is the third favorite at 11-1, to 1, do you think there is still value there on Brooks Kepka, or do you think the price alone, you stay away from him? 
I'd have to get more value. And this is something I want to ask Cam because we'll mm-hmm. talk to Cam Rogers in the next hour and he does a great job covering golf. He's our golf guy, but it's just so difficult in today's day and age to win. I'm trying to think of the last time a player won back-to-back majors in Chelsea. I can't remember when that was. So certainly he has, the, if, if anybody can do it, Brooks is the guy. Brooksy is playing great golf right now, but the field is so competitive and I just don't know, based on recent history, if I would put my money there because it's so difficult to do. Yeah, you know me. I'm not a big fan of outrights because I think it's extremely difficult to hit those markets. Yeah. They finish second, you win $0. So for me, I love the top 10s, top 20s. I think I'll take a, a swing on Scotty Scheffler, top 10 as well. This guy has been the picture of consistency. Try to find a bad tournament for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. It's difficult. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.